You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This is Grand Design Podcast with DJ and Jerry Grand, where we link the chains of reason of sports, politics, and culture. Welcome to the second week, second episode of the Grand Designs Podcast. I'm DJ Grand, and I'm here once again with my brother, Jerry. Hello. Today's topic is loyalty to sports teams. So to lay our foundation again, loyalty is predicated upon a couple things, belief and emotion. To give you an example of belief that's outside of the sports realm, about 365 million people reside in the United States, and they are loyal to a flag of red, white, and blue. They, that elicits some emotions when someone flies that flag and furls that flag. Go to uh, China, where a billion people stand, and a flag of red and orange elicits the same belief and loyalty. The loyalty is predicated upon their belief that their system is better. We transfer it to sports, maize and blue will do the same exact loyalty, will bring forth the same exact loyalty as will the scarlet, gray, and red of uh, the hairless nut, the Buckeyes. There are many reasons for sports loyalty. Among them are geography, your hometown favorite, brain chemistry, win or lose, the feel-good chemical of dopamine is released. And actually, there's been tests that in lab rats that even losing creates even more dopamine in the brain. There's also the tribe mentality, which is similar or stronger or as strong as ethnicity, nationality, and gender. And there's also superstition, wearing the same clothes, watching in the same spot. Social connection is also a uh, reason for loyalty. You want to be affiliated with your your group. You're working and you're not paying attention to the to the lions. You come in, you got nothing to talk about. Um, also, there's nostalgia. You grew up as a fan. Your family followed them, and there's hope that in the next year you'll be able to look forward to a victory or a championship season if your team lost that year. And finally, there's identity. Win or wins or losses are taken personally. And we'll continue to root. Some people will continue to root for a hometown team even after moving to another city. No, I agree. Uh, I'll bring it me personally. Where go back as a child, I was told and ridiculed for not rooting for the Lions. You root for your hometown team no matter what. And that goes today to where where I work at. Uh, I am just constantly doesn't matter win or lose why I do not root for the Lions, and it's almost as if they're making fun of me because I'm not rooting for the lo- local team. And I've heard everything from uh, don't be a bandwagon. You just can't jump on. You need to earn your right to be a fan, to earn your right to, for that loyalty to that. Uh, most of them look at it as if you weren't with them through the tough years, then you didn't earn the right to be when the cha- if they win the championship. Now, then it gets with the Lions. I'm not sure if I was to – Want to go through what decades of misery for one victory? <laughs> there hasn't been a single championship in the entire Super but Bowl era, so <laughs> is it worth it? Is I all no. that misery 
worth the one championship if that was ever to come? I would say no. I agree the same thing. But I just going back to where I'm just being heckled. And when it gets to baseball with the Tigers, I'm a Yankee fan. And that was made clear. <laughs> yeah, the Yankees, they're always contending. They don't always win, but they're always contenders. And I'll be the first to tell you, that's fun. It's fun every baseball season to where there's a couple years, like with the Lions, the Tigers had some pretty, pretty bad, bad teams. And for one to root with them is almost painful. Well, since you bring up the Yankees, another reason to be loyal to a team is tradition. The Yankees have tradition, which the Tigers, what, 68, 84, that's their tradition. To get that tradition, does it go to the owners? Because the Yankees with Steinbrenner, ever since we were kids, it was win. It didn't matter how much it cost. Oh, before that. And they're even called the evil empire because of that. It was before that. Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, they won then well before that. But just spend, spend to win. Sure. Winning is what those owners. I'm not too sure that the current Detroit Lions organization really cares about winning. They're good business people, and they make a lot of money. The owners care about dollars, and they correct. They well, they they kind of hope that their fans are loyal. They kind of need loyalty because that keeps them spending the dollars. But correct. they too more care about the uh, bottom line. But when I bring it up to the people who I work with, who will ridicule me, why would you root for a team that literally rips your heart out? If you went to a restaurant and they gave you a very bad product, you going back the next day? See, that's the difference between a brand loyalty and sports loyalty because sports loyalty is much deeper. And that's why they come back because the, 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 the deepness of or the deepness of sports loyalty because they will take – they will put up with that. And wait, sometimes, sometimes the losing, they identify in it. They actually say, you know, the suffering, I, I, I root for them because of the suffering. So they kind of identify with it. Can't relate to it, but I've heard that from some Red Sox fans who, when they broke the uh, curse of Babe Ruth, they didn't know what to do. Same thing with the Cubs. When they recently just won the World Series, they didn't know what to do. Um, they, they identify with that losing. I'm not, with the Lions fans, that could be the same thing. They have nothing else to complain about. You know, when they get up the next month and they won it, now what? So when it gets back to the whole me being uh, – the subject of me being loyal to a sports team, I just keep on going back to them. If the owner doesn't care about winning, why should I root for that team or be forced to? And it almost gets into this tribal mentality because I live here, work here, spend my money in the economy. I must root for the four major sports teams. It is a tribal mentality. It's the tribe of the Tiger fans, Red Wing fans, Detroit sports in general. You have to stay with the tribe or you'll be cast out. That is a true tribal mentality. To, to talk about – what the Lions do or the ownership does, which is separate from what the fan loyalty is, they try and use that loyalty to their advantage. There are now loyalty programs. I mean, the Nashville Predators have a loyalty program put in place just because they don't want their te- their fans to go to other teams. There's, they're worried about teams that have moved away and they don't, they wanted to secure the, the Nashville Predator fan base with their loyalty program, with benefits, with points that add up the more you go see the team, the more you buy, that that elicits a, a sense of pride in them and they'll keep coming back and coming back. And the owners use that to make more money. I guess I could understand that. And they're doing real well right now. In the past couple of years, they've been in contention. They've been contenders. And you, that's really all you can. But they established it even, but they started establishing it even before they even played a single game. No, that's good business. That's where it gets. I think these guys are brilliant business billionaires. It's, it's marketing on the loyalty. And so it's like a behaviorist. If you have Skinner, it's, they're kind of nudging 
the fans in a certain way. Without the fans even knowing about it, they're doing it unwittingly, but they're just kind of like pushing them in a certain way, and it works because all they care about is their team. And win, I guess win or lose, they care about their team. I have heard a couple uh, fans who have really brought up a pretty good topic with the NFL. On Cleveland, I don't know how many years ago, they lost their team. They up and left, went to Baltimore, waited a couple years, and got a brand-new franchise. So how were the Cleveland fans rewarded for that? Well, I'm not sure they are rewarded, but there are, some, there are some Lion fans who have suggested that um, the NFL wants to put a team in London. They're willing to give the Lions to London, the London Lions. It sounds great to them. And they're willing, they just want a new franchise because they're just they're fed up with the ownership, don't know how – some of them are demanding that they sell. I mean they, they literally think because they bought the season ticket, a, a shirt, that they now can demand because the team hasn't won for decades beyond that, that they can now tell the owner you must sell. I mean, oh, come on, the owner. Why would they? I wouldn't sell. I got a great business. Although London's Lions sounds pretty good, though. It kind of rings. I, I do like that. And it, 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 I guess a chuckle. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But uh, even that new uh, franchise that comes here, it's really the same thing. You know, they're starting from scratch, and here you go, team loyalty. Uh, at that point, are you? A, what, what are the fans here now? If it goes to London, are they allowed to root for the London Lions? Or do they have to stay with this new franchise that come? I, I don't – look, the Cleveland got to keep their, their colors and all that, the uniforms. Baltimore was forced to get a whole new one. A whole new uniform, uh, which I happen to like even better. But even with that, well, like, to me that brings up the question: Who should those Cleveland fans root for? Should they root for the Baltimore Ravens because that originally was the Cleveland Browns, or should they be rooting for the current uh, manifestation of the the Browns? I mean, that, that that's a good question. I'd like to probably ask a couple of them because uh, right after the Cleveland Browns left, or and they just walked out like Indianapolis did, um, or Baltimore did the first time to them, they they went to Indianapolis. Sorry about that. But when uh, Cleveland moved to Baltimore, they were forced to pick, pick out like, literally a whole new combination. And there were some fans who were hurting because not too soon after that, they won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer of all quarterbacks. Now, there are a lot of loyalties that go for that player. I personally worship Dan Marino, and I loved watching that guy play. And, yeah, I was a loyal Dolphin fan years ago. But it gets into where I basically seen when Mr. Ross bought the team, same path that the Lions were taking. It wasn't about winning anymore. It was just about business, selling his, some of his shares to other people, and filling the stands. As long as this, the um, stands were filled, they were, getting, well, they were getting their television money anyways. He had a good business venture. He's not changing anything. So I just packed it up, and I'm really more fantasy football now, and that's a different loyalty. Because I don't watch the NFL network. It's the red zone, all the games. Well, doesn't fantasy football kind of split loyalty? Because your team is from your fantasy team is from a whole bunch of different other teams. So that, you can't be loyal to one team if you're rooting for all, all these different guys on all these different teams. There I goes mean. fantasy, I guess, because it's yeah, it's a fantasy it that kind of splits loyalty. That I drafted this team, and yeah, I'm watching multiple teams on Sunday, not just one. And then going into the Monday Night Football, so it's players now. Now I'm loyal to those t- players that I draft, and I. You get very upset when they get injured and they're not working it or they don't play anymore or if they just drop on the three-yard line to save time. You know, that's fantasy points. I mean, there are some funny stories about some fantasy owners who take it literally like they want to call the coach and just give the ball to whatever running back. That's a good game plan for today. But so, this fantasy has added a whole dynamic to team loyalty. Well, how I, I would like to ask those with the tribal mentality how they feel about fantasy because if you have to be loyal to your local team, then that, that may, may, makes you – you can no longer root for your fantasy players. You have to root for the local team. I mean, I would like to ask them. It's a contradiction. How, how, yeah, how they, how they solve that contradiction, how they resolve that. 
it's fun playing fantasy football. Uh, that's what if you asked me that. And again, um, back, now I was biased back then. No, when I was a Dolphin fan, I didn't play fantasy football. Yes, well, maybe it just started back then, and I had Marino a couple years. Other than that, yeah, it's kind of hard rooting for someone that's playing against the Dolphins because if you got a wide receiver going against the Dolphins, you want them to light them up. Yeah, as a fan of the Dolphins, no, you don't want that at all. And, and I kind of wore that on my sleeves a lot to where— It's kind of schizophrenic. It gets into where the loyalty to where it's emotion now. You wear these losses, and you take it hard. And I think it was last week when the Eagles lost, uh, someone beat their spouse and put their dogs in the uh, microwave. Yes, that's <laughs> that's no, another that's the, extreme loyalty emotion that you were talking about earlier. Absolutely, and that's taking it to extreme. And I that mean, was losing from loyalty. It wasn't winning; it was losing. Poor dog over a loss. Well, they they didn't turn the microwave on; they just put the dog in there. But the concept of still over a loss, and it's really just a game. It boils down to uh, the end; it's a game. Well, the whole thing is just a game. Well, now that could also the other question is: Why do the fans believe, or is it are they correct in believing that they? have some ownership in the, in the team, and that they pay the, the salaries. I've heard many times, I buy the tickets. I've never heard I buy the merchandise, but I buy season tickets. I go to the game. I pay the, the player's salary. They even talk about pulling and benching and, and knowing better than the offensive coordinator that they could do a better job. So I'm. is that okay to think? I don't think so. It's equivalent to walking into McDonald's. And because you buy, you've been there a lot, and you buy a lot of Big Macs, that you can demand who the manager is, who the cook is, who, who the the cashier is, and that's obviously bogus. It's it's you. I think though, but it gets now to where now these people are jealous that these are make these athletes are making millions of dollars playing a kid's game, and most of the time they're under the delusion that they can do it better. And these are supreme athletes, but they can do it better. So now because they're not making millions and they have their Johnny Lunchbox job and they're upset about that, they think now because they bought a ticket, they now can tell, hey, I want him benched. I pay his salary. I completely disagree with that because once they give they the don't pay owner the ticket, it's over. You give him that money and now it's his to do what they want. Once the owner writes that contract and Matthew Stafford made $27 million this year, I don't think that's ludicrous at all. He got it. I think he's worth it because he got it. But that's the owner's. Once he writes that check, it's over. It's not for the fans to even discuss, bring up, even complain about. It wasn't their money to spend. It's no different than someone who owns stock in Apple or Microsoft. They have stock, but they don't have the manager skills to say who who can be the chairman, who can be on the board, who are the employees. It's the same thing. Just because you buy into a team doesn't give you the right to demand who the coach is, what, what players start. I mean, they're there for a reason. Some of them know more than – a lot of them know more than – I completely agree. But there's a lot of hardcore fans in multiple communities that really believe they pay the pay player's salary just because they went to that game. More, They buy season tickets. They go to multiple games. They're a loyal, dedicated fan to where it gets into where the more loyal the fan is, the more they think they really pay their salary. It's more delusion than anything. Absolutely. I don't – I don't agree with it. Um, there's also moral issues involved, especially in, in the tribal mentality. If you're going to tell me that I have to root for a certain team just because of geography, where I happen to live, morality is based on choice. It's a fact. It's a guide for our choices and our actions. If you take choice out, you take morality out. And that's what they're doing. They're taking choice away. They're saying you must root for this team. You must cheer this team on. Even if it leads to suffering, you must 
continue to, to and take away your morality and, and root for the team that we decide based on where you live. It's irrational. I, I was reading uh, one gentleman who came over. I, I believe it was from England. He could not understand. He had met two ladies in a the bar. They were rooting for the Super Bowl. It was a couple of years ago. Who the teams were playing doesn't matter. But he thought these ladies were literally loyal to these teams because they were so adamant about how the game was going back and forth. And then afterwards when he found out that they had just picked these teams and there was no loyalty to it, he just could not understand, fathom, rationalize it. He even tried to them to explain it to him how the next morning they would get up and it's a next team, a different team next year they're going to root for. And I think his soccer team was Lisbon. And he literally said that was a crime. That would not be accepted over there. That brings up um, Fairweather fans or bandwagon fans because those ladies must have been bandwagon fans. But again, with the bandwagon fan, they sometimes are maybe more smarter because they have a lot more fun. I say they're more pragmatic. The end justifies the means. They want the win. They want the win. So I'll just jump from team to team to get that win. I, some people would call that smarter. I don't. I would say that's more pragmatic. And like last week's episode, it's not a good way to go about without principles. Their principle, once again, is whoever wins. No, I would agree. But I'm just bringing up that Lisbon gentleman because he, again, it was more about more community, a civic duty. I think he had said that to root for that community. Now, that was soccer too. See, civic duty, once again, that's, that's another way of the child mentality because if I have a duty – I don't have a choice anymore, and that takes away the morality. Without choice, there's and no morality. That's really what it boils down to. There is no such to. thing as a moral duty. But it boils down to that when it comes to the rooting for whatever team you choose, be it the local, and they demand it. You but, choose. You just said it. You choose. No, you're, not, you're, you're being forced. There's no choice here when they say you have to when root I say, for a certain When team. I say they, they choose, it's the people who live here choosing because they live here. Now they're telling everyone else, you have to root because you live here. We demand your support. And again, I get it a lot. And they understand the Lions were horrible this year. And I don't know how many times that just from watching the team, I could pretty much predict which games they were going to win and lose. The ones are supposed to win, they don't. The ones are not supposed to win, they always pull out. That's the Lions. Exactly. So the point, but a horrible season. I understanding the whole year. And again, they laughed at me because I wasn't rooting for the home team and they were miserable. And I knew they weren't going to be good, although they had special... Uh, expectations this year, so a lot of fans jumped on the bandwagon. So them, I'm not sure that they fell off, but at work, right, they were totally ridiculing me because I wasn't dedicated, even through the what they called thick and thin of them losing. I had to be a fan no matter what. Well, I guess it brings up a fan of what? Because um, every year a team is different than the previous. The Pittsburgh Penguins won the Cup against the Red Wings in 2009, this year, there are only three players that are still on that team. So they, are they really the same team? I mean, do I have to continue to root for the, that team just because of the color threads that they wear? That's what it is, the color threads, because the colors they're rooting for. Because once they, that person leaves to another team, be a trader, free agent, more or less free agent, they're almost booed when they come back because they accept a bigger contract. Would, the home team wouldn't pay them. But they're upset that they didn't take a home team discount to stay in and play for the local team. Well, my point is it goes to identity. And in philosophy, there's a paradox called the ship of Theseus. And basically it goes, Theseus was a mythical king of Athens. And among his many possessions, he had a ship that he used to re- he used and returned from slaying the mighty Minotaur. After his death, that ship was preserved for hundreds of years in the harbor of, Anth- of Athens. But actually, was it? Every time a wooden plank rotted out, it was replaced. 
Every time a beam fell apart, a new one was fashioned in its stead. After enough time had passed, every part had been replaced. So now the boat looked very much like the ship of Theseus, and it occupied the same spot in the harbor, but not a single piece of it had existed when Theseus had sailed on it. So is that the same boat? And that was my point of the Penguins. Is it the same team? That, to me, it's not. It Every is. single year, the team changes. So why am I forced to be loyal to something that identity changes every single year? That can go into the player that you're rooting for. You know, that player goes somewhere else, and I completely agree you shouldn't have to because that's inevitable. One thing that will change is change. Well, every single, you're going to get new players, free agency. Um, they fail. You got rookies. The last line game was a good example. Uh, that was a practice squad out there, and they lit the Packers up. But week one, it would have been a completely different story. But those wide receivers were at literally seven string practice squad players. They wanted tape. They were playing from next year. So w- when they signed to another team, and there's one that I like. His name is Powell. I mean, I'll follow him. I may even draft him in fantasies. It doesn't matter where he goes, Atlanta, Minnesota. So my loyalty, yeah, it's not to the Lions, but to, to, to that player. And again, I'm on a fantasy team. So I get, no, that's just irrational. It's fantasy. As I'm playing in a league, I want to win. So there's where my loyalty comes that year as I have, have him. When I draft another team, it'd be, it'd be brand new loyalties. My point of bringing up the identity is, is that those with the tribal mentality are going to demand that I, for the Lions, year after year after year, but yet the only similarity, or one of the few similarities actually, is that they wear the same colored threads on their jersey. That's it. It's a, the makeup of the, the team is year, entirely yes. Different, correct. Especially after a few years. So why do I have to be loyalty to something that's absolutely different than it was five, ten years ago? That doesn't make any sense to me. And that's what I'm trying. I guess we're trying to find out here is why why we have this mentality where we have to root for the local team. Is it high school? Because when you go to high school, you want to root for that team. You're not going to root for your rival. Then you go to college, and you know Michigan, Ohio State. You're never going to root for the rival. And then it would be unheard of for anyone who's going to Michigan to root for Ohio State and vice versa. Michigan State rooting for Michigan. It's unheard of. So is that where it starts from? And then once you grow up and you go to your town, now you must outside of your alma mater in college, now it's a, it's a sports team and it's multiple sports teams. It's the city that you're living in, not the university or the high school you once attended. Well, college teams foster more loyalty because they don't move. There's no possibility that that team is going to move. As long as the college stays in existence, they're going to be there. I read one person at a good point that uh, he never rooted for the University of Illinois ever until he started working there, and they signed his paycheck. Then he was an Illini fan, which I completely agree. I don't. That's pragmatism. Wait, <laughs> because cause he, he was getting his check signed by him. That's the only reason? Not because they're it's, a good team, not because they play well, not because they're they're hard workers. No, because they signed my check. Well, that, per, that's sad. Every, when you're employed, you're going to— I would hope you're thinking it's a good place to work for. If I use right now the company I work for, yeah, I'm loyal to them because they're signing my paycheck. The company that I left, not so much loyal anymore. I'm more or less point. I realized there are flaws. And while I was there, yeah, I didn't get up and go somewhere else. But again, I'm not loyal to that company. I'm more loyal to the current See, one. See, I think you're talking about two different things here because him working for – you said University of Illinois? Correct. Him working for them is an employer, but being a fan of the team— I guess he bought it's, in. It's two different things. It's entirely two different things. But, it, but his motivation was, they sign my paycheck, I buy in, I'm an Illini fan. I don't have a problem with that. I, I don't. If you're working there, I don't care if it's as a custodian or whatever the job may be. If you're working at Michigan State University and you want to root for them now and you want to consider that's fine with me. I mean, you have an attachment somehow because you're working for them. 
It's almost I'm not going to equivalent it to going to the school and being a student, but there's some kind of attachment because you're working there that you know you yeah. When I read that, I laughed because he had a point. But well, that attachment can breed irrationality. Besides the pragmatism, look at this. Look at the superstition aspect of it. That you have to wear the same jersey, you have to watch the team in the same spot. I mean, that's irrational. That's just absolutely irrational. In fact, you, if your team win or loses. Your life still has to go on the next day. It doesn't change at all, other than by mood. You may be in a better mood because your team won or won the championship, but you still have to get up the next day and go to work. You still have to be a father or a mother. Just everything is exactly the same except your mood. And once you th- get rid of that and separate it, your life becomes a lot happier and you can live a lot easier. But that's, that's so. Isn't hard. it better not to be loyal? That's that's. But that's hard when you're loyal and you wear that whatever team on your sleeve and you really want them to win, especially when you got to go face the enemy the next day at work. That, that's probably the, the, the hardest thing. I mean, you were just talking all smack the whole week about it. And all of a sudden things didn't go your way, complete opposite. You lost. And now you're completely, you're taking out on everybody. Your life is completely for that day until Wednesday when you got the, the new opponent and you can look forward to a new game that your spirits start getting up again. But here we go again. It's just, why are you rooting for them? I mean, the pain you just went through, well, I guess people are are, gluttony, are gluttons for suffering, and they like to suffer. Well, when you lose, it hurts. It, it, it hurts. Uh, but again, that doesn't mean it doesn't. I have to root for a team, but I can see where the emotion, the dedication. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to be irrational and, and harm someone or be mean to them. But I do see where that loyalty comes into where it's more emotional. Oh, I think. Well, I started out with it's the whole loyalty issue is predicated upon belief and emotion. That's exactly what we started this out as. Emotion is what drives you to do those silly things like superstition. I mean, it, it, and the tribe mentality telling you that, telling me or anyone that you have to root for somebody just because you live here. That's emotion. There's no, it's, and it's arbitrary. There's no actual reason for you to, to be forced to root for anybody. And that's just more of a reason that I won't root for the team when I'm told I have to do it. I'm the kind of person that, all right, that I'm not going to root for this team. And well, in the beginning when we were little, uh, our dad, was uh, watching the Lions, and he always got in arguments with Uncle Larry over the Lions. Pretty passionate, too. Now, I remember Dad telling us, you want to root for a winner in those days, and there are a lot of people now who don't even remember these guys, Don Shula and Tom Landry. These are the organizations you root for. And it was kind of funny because he was right. The Dolphins and Cowboys, to this day, but in that time, they always, they were contenders. They're always in contention. Yet the Lions, yet Uncle Larry passionately argued to root for them and they were going nowhere. They always lost. I mean, three and thirteen years. I mean, hell, zero and sixteen. And yet, the next year they're going to the Super Bowl. So, Dad was correct. I mean, th- th- those two guys there. But now it's totally changed because in, in that day the, the Dolphins were always on top, the Cowboys were always on top, the Patriots were always in the bottom. And now it's completely cycled to where the Patriots continuously win that division, always every year. Well, to bring up the Patriots, I can think of another reason why not to be loyal to your team because look what they did with, with Spygate and Inflategate. No, those it's basically cheating. How can you stay loyal to a team that you know was cheating? Ask someone in New Th- England. There's a reason not to be loyal. You talk to someone in New England who is loyal to the Patriots, they didn't cheat. I don't think it, it matters. If it would happened in Detroit, I agree. Detroit fans would have done the same exact oh, no, thing. I completely agree. Stafford had done that, and they won the Super Bowl. Just like we were talking last about pragmatism, they were uh, the media fans were complaining about Patricia and how he looks, and he's always late to the media. Belichick looks. You see how he dressed yesterday? 
It, I missed they, it. It was horrible. Cutoffs, place for a hoodie. Just he's always in that. But they don't complain. They don't hold him. They don't say anything to him. Why? Because he's winning. Doesn't matter how or why. Doesn't matter that he was taping the Rams before the last of Super Bowl. This grinds back to doesn't matter. No, correct. But the whole emotional loyalty. That's what I'm bringing it up. That the New England fans they don't even dare bring. Don't bring up Ballgate ball and Flategate to a New England Patriot. It never happened. He's an honest man. He's a Michigan man. I love Michigan, but that what happened was wrong. It was it was plain, complete, obvious what he had done, and they justify it. it's okay. Now, there are 31 teams that can't do that. They justify it because of geography, though, because of where they're at. And they suffered. They were suffering back in the day when I was growing up because they always lost. Somehow now they're thinking because they're always on top and there are some children or now teens that don't even realize they've always been around the Patriots winning. How bad the Patriots actually were. Correct. So now they've been spoiled to where they don't even realize that and they're always. Same can be said about rugby fans. Until recently, the the – Young Red Wings fans didn't didn't even know any losing, and they didn't know anything about the the Dead Wing era. When, yeah, when, and when they were winning, when Lindstrom retired um, twenty years prior to that, they always made the playoffs. But before he was drafted, it was miserable. Well, we could say the same thing about when Illich bought the cup in two thousand two. The fans loved it, loved it they, here. How's that any different than the it's the, the fans in New England? That's why I bring it up. It's the emotion that. That they're my team. It's the tribe they, mentality. They can do it. Yeah, you can also bring this up, the loyalty, because before we came here, I have yesterday's game. It's huge. The Rams-Saint game, that last play of the inter- pass interference. I don't know if you heard what the, what the actual player's saying. He agrees. But he's telling the Saint, he's telling the Saint fans, hey, get over it. Ref called it. Honor it. Telling what fans? The Saint fans. Oh, Saint fans. Because he's the Ram. He, he blatantly, no, he admitted. It. Yeah. I did. He goes, look, I, I, I hit the guy. I didn't look back. And I heard the fans go nuts. I thought that was a flag. When I looked up, no flag. Oh, the ref got it right. Did his job. Good. And he was just. <laughs> Ain't nothing happened here. Exactly. But when he, got, when he said to the Rams, to the Saints fans, sorry, get over it. Ref made a good call. And he's literally justifying now. And there isn't a, a, a Los Angeles Ram fan that disagrees with that call. Even the head coach was calling it. No, they were let, I think the refs were letting them play. I think that's oh, that is so relative because they it, it favored them. It's not an objective call whatsoever. It's relative because now, it favored them, so they'll go for go it. Go on the other side, and there are some Saint fans on Suicide Watch <laughs> over a missed call. They're taking it that seriously. And they, look, they got jobbed. I'll be the first to tell you. But to take it that seriously, their lives are miserable in New Orleans. I mean, there are some uh, excerpts that they were playing on uh, the radio today of the announcers and just how they didn't want to be there. Oh, it's New Orleans. Good morning. I mean, they're not pup. And that's their job to be peppy in the radio. But they're just miserable over. And it's not the fact they lost. That's oh, not what's bothering them. I think it's because they lost. No, no, no. Because had, had that play still went down and they pulled out the game, it wouldn't have bothered them so much. I think it's because they lost. And then that just adds salt to the wound. They're under the, uh, I guess, misconception that had that call been made, they won. And there were things that could have happened and it probably would have put him in. But they're holding the, the, the play. As the reason for their misery, that lack of call, the ref. I mean, I'd be worried about him because I think like that one soccer guy who they chased because he made that penalty shot call. These Saints fans, they want that ref's head because he missed. Right, right, and right afterwards, the NFL apologized to Sean Payton. We're sorry we got it wrong. We apologize. And that, that was really hard for him to take. But at the end of the day, the fans, I mean, I, I can see the players and the coach because th- that's their job. They're, they're into it. I mean, but the fans, they're taking a little too 
personally, and it comes back to now who, our subject of loyalty. If you're looking at it objectively, the fans have nothing to complain about. Yes, it's upsetting they, they were on the wrong side of a bad call, but didn't the Saints allow the Rams in that game? Had they played better than, and then if one game, if one play in a game is what caused you to lose, then you didn't play a good game. We can go round every single game was just like that. It, because that game wasn't lost by that play, correct? That's my point. First quarter, there were a couple plays where they could have put him away, and they didn't. For whatever reason, it didn't happen. So, yeah, it came up to that. But at the end, the, again, the fans, their loyalty, they're emotional. What you brought up, their endorphins, what they're going through now because of a lack of – but now the, the referee – dopamine, but going. But, but, the, but the referee is being criticized for his job, and they want him fired. Again, their loyalty, their passion is saying, I want that. He made a mistake. It was a blatant mistake. Don't know how he made it, but it was a mistake. I see nothing wrong with being passionate, but I see it as misplaced. I really do. I mean, if it hurts you that much because your team lost, that you're talking suicide. I think your watch, priorities are wrong. I, mean, I would absolutely. There's something wrong. This is game. It's a game. It and, means nothing. And like I said about you, have to get up and go to work the next day. In in the grander scale of things, it means nothing to you and I. I completely yes. It took me a while to actually learn that. And there are a lot of people who are passionate about it. And the same thing with the Lions. I uh, go back a couple of years with the playoff with the Cowboys. They, to this day, are haunted by that. And that was, they were robbed by, by the referee. I, I think it was a diving pass, catch, no catch. The point being, there's a pass interference call that they got the job done. But there are Lions fans who believe that the referee, the NFL is out to get them. That's why they're always on the losing end of these bad calls. Again, their breeds of rationality. They're out to get them. Their loyalty, their passion, and their desire to win. Not understanding that when they actually do win, now what? Well, they want to stay winning, just like Reverend fans keep winning and, and demand that they be always on top. That's the way the that gets into fans whatever are. it takes in the last week's show. But right now, but, but getting to the team loyalty, it does it, again whatever it takes to win. Because I want that. I feel part of that team. I want to hold that trophy. I want to feel, or I want to say that I won that championship when they didn't. They just followed the team for whatever reason. Well, I think it's misplaced loyalty. I think if you want to be passionate about something, you should be passionate about principles, passionate about improving your life, be passionate about being happy. And and to get your happiness through other people, which is through a sports team, it's, that's pseudo-happiness. True happiness comes from yourself. Now, with the yesterday's game, I will say, um, conclusion a little bit about the loyalty to all Rams fans and the head coach. If they do pull out the Super Bowl, and I'm rooting for them because I don't want the Patriots to win, how are they going to sleep at night with that call? They they know deep in that they didn't earn it, that that guy was given to them. So it, it's not going to be a Super Bowl that, they, that they're they going to look back and can they hold up and say, I earned, even one of those fans, because they were gifted that that call there. So there's the other side of, there's a little, you know, that comes from what goes around. I think it goes back to pragmatism. pragmatism well, that was our again. first show, but they're going to say that it doesn't matter. The end justifies the means. We got the call our way. Objective rules don't matter. But if you want to say how he earned it, and that was a tough year, you know the accomplishments. In with what the way? That's football. arbitrary. How do they earn it by getting a false call? Well, in not what not way could they have earned it? No, no, that's just it. They want this year's. They will not earn the Super Bowl because of that call. It's out, gone. They won't. It's just a rationalization. They're going to rationalize it away and say we got it, even though it was a false call. I mean, it's a rationalization. Usually, you would think you'd want to beat the best. You've earned that championship when you do that for in college football. You beat Alabama in the national championship, like Clemson this year. Like I believe they, that was a they earned that championship. Absolutely, they beat the best team. 
So I com- well, maybe Clemson was the best team, but go well, on. Well, after the game completely. But Alabama has been in the contention for how many years? So to beat them, you earn that. Absolutely. So there's where I don't think it, the loyalty, the, those fans who are loyal, they're not, how can they feel any earning of it? Well, like we can bring that up next week after the or two weeks because it's the Super Bowl. But we'll see who wins. But I don't think that that victory was earned at all. Even if they win the Super Bowl, it's not earned. It's tainted now. So to wrap it up, it's I think a lot of the loyalty is misplaced. I think you should be loyalty to, to principles. I mean, you can be you can be loyal to your team, but you should still base that on principles. It shouldn't be forced. Exactly, exactly. It should be objective. Anyways, what do our listeners think? You can follow us on Twitter at Grand Designs Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Grand Designs Podcast or at our website at GrandDesignsPodcast.com. And, you, and there you can let us know what you think. The Grand Designs Podcast. Who are you listening to?